0: Welcome to Rombook Pod, Inclusively Yours. I'm Melinda, and Mika could not be with us today, but I am super happy to have two guests with us for our theme of foodie romances. I have author Mina V. Ascara here with us. Hi, Mina.
1: Hi, everyone. Hi, Melinda.
0: And then we have Jerry, who is a romance reader and reviewer, joining me as well. Hi, Melinda.
2: Hi to everyone listening right now.
0: Thank you guys so much for being here. I was super excited to have you here, Mina, because I am such a big fan of Romance Class, just in general. Can you explain to everyone what Romance Class is, just in case people don't know?
1: Thank you for inviting me, and thank you for mentioning Romance Class and and uh, what we do. So I will give like a short introduction to what Romance Class is. So it is literally. It was literally a romance class that I did in 2013. So uh, I am a contemporary romance author in the Philippines. I was published in 2009. And in 2013, I offered a free class online. And about 100 people joined. And oh, wow. Uh, yes. <laughs> 100 people joined. Half of them were, were lurking. Half of them were kind of active. Uh, we, we did that for six months, uh, just figuring out what a contemporary romance novella by Filipino authors with Filipino characters looked like and, and in English. So, so we did that for six months. At the end of it, we had about 16 finished manuscripts, and then about a dozen of them ended up, uh, a dozen of those manuscripts ended up being in published by the authors a year later. So the class became the uh, sports system for the authors because now suddenly we had a dozen books to support and read. And mm-hmm. and eventually, the people who joined the group started reading the book or started uh, writing the book even after the class. And now it's 2020 and we have over 100 books and we've done the class about nine times. Yeah, so that's Romance. <laughs> I love that so much because it's like this huge... Like support group
0: for all of you. But then it grew into this big thing. So I'm in the middle of nowhere in the US. And so I found Romance Class on Twitter because it's a hashtag. And I was like, okay, so what's this? Because people were recommending books. And I saw it. And I picked up a book, loved it. And now I see these books and recommend them to other people. And I just think it's so awesome that these Books are you know recommended to me in the middle of nowhere in the US. I just love it so much.
1: people are if people are finding them like wherever they happen to be because if, if you look at if you look at how the hashtag started, we were just recommending books to each other on Twitter during the class. that's how that's oh. how the hashtag started <laughs> and yeah. because we were we were recommending books to each other as we were figuring out what what the kind of books we were writing would look like what they should what elements they should have stuff like that so that's why the hashtag started and we kept using it and then jerry do you live in the philippines as well yeah i live uh in the south of the philippines
2: so mina we're in the same country but not quite in the right. same area okay um, <laughs> but yeah i also found romance class on twitter because i there are lots of bookstores here but the books are not available so like I really am happy uh, with a, a community on Twitter because if if it's not for Twitter I wouldn't have found the books and Mina and the other authors in romance class.
0: Well I'm sure it's just like you know the U.S. I yeah find books that were <laughs> you know in my community if there weren't you know hashtags and stuff like that so I just think that's so amazing and the other thing that I personally super love about some of the romance class books are that like the Filipino words are still they're they're just in <laughs> yeah. the books they're not I just love that so much because I read digitally and so the books will just have the Filipino words they're not in English and I personally like that because it's it's not for me I'm white I don't need that book that word to be in English I get context clues. And if I super need to know exactly what that word means, I can look it up or press the word because it's in digital and I can see what it means.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that a conscious decision on your part for romance class? Oh, uh, well, it's great that we get that feedback. Thank you so much for appreciating even the stuff that that ends up there that, that isn't very familiar. But it actually was, uh, if, if you start reading our book, from when we started, we actually did explain stuff more and we used less Filipino words and, I think, more general things because that's the advice that we would get. Like, if you're a writer in the Philippines and you write in English, that's the advice you would get studying how to write. Like, you have to write to be familiar to, mm-hmm. to a general audience. And, of course, eventually we started figuring out who that audience is and, in general, really is code for something, and we decided to change it. So, if you, if you read the more recent work, yes, it's a lot more. We're a lot more confident in describing where we are, who we are, um, and it's a process. So, it's it's interesting, really, to sort of see how we evolve, and that's why a lot of us really knew a sense of previous looks because it's something we kind of like look back on and then realized that you know what it could have been it could have been more uh it, it could have been closer to home it could have been we, we didn't have to listen to that advice so that's been happening and it's a continuous process so yeah so i'm glad that Jerry actually found us too because we live so far apart <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and we wouldn't have and even uh, but that's the interesting thing with the class also because even the writers were not all from manila i live in manila if i did the class not online if i offered it in a classroom or in uh in a physical space i would only have been able to reach people who could go to the classroom uh but holding it online meant we had we had uh people joining from we had Filipino writers joining from outside of the country so that's really interesting
0: that's just so cool to me and the other thing you do is just put on the coolest events because I see these things you know on Twitter and I'm always so jealous but you do these really neat events in person and then you have a really awesome YouTube which I've talked about a little bit on previous episodes you've done this really cool thing during you know the pandemic with uh these shorts that I just—it's so heartwarming to see like the shorts of people talking to each other, do, like doing Skype videos with each other.
1: Yes, thank you. Yeah, we we kind of ended up doing that. And we're we're stuck in like a situation that we don't like in the country, so so we ended up like it, and a lot of so we it's, it's a web series called Hello Ever After, and it's sort of like epilogue for characters we've written in previous books, imagining them in quarantine in 2020 with all of this happening. And it's it's usually like a five-page script. So all of the authors who've joined pretty much just wrote like five pages of their, of their main pairing, talking to each other at this time. And uh, we kind of used it as therapy, I guess. it's been been therapy to watch them let me tell you (laughs) you can see I mean you can see every episode it sort of hits on something that we feel like frustrated about or angry about but it's it's like in this conversation between two people who love each other so I guess that makes it easier and more hopeful still yeah and still romancey. so we can still we can still say we're doing romance in in a time like this I
0: love the There's idea of them idea. I, yeah I love the idea of them as epilogues so I hadn't yeah. really I hadn't really thought of it exactly. like that before
2: <laughs> yeah it's epilogues and it's short and it's sweet but also like it's just a bomb to the soul because oh, you miss these okay. characters yeah that would be a great
0: way to describe it yeah I love that And so when I, so I've been wanting to have you, Mina on the show for a while, because I love Romance Class. And when I reached out to you and said, hey, these are the um, themes we have coming up. And you were like, oh my gosh, I want to do the foodie theme. (laughs) So (laughs) what, what about the food theme? Like, what is it about that theme that was so exciting to you?
1: So when you said when you gave those options I just naturally gravitated towards food uh, as a topic because I love everything <laughs> I love food everything I I watch food shows like if someone if someone is traveling and then eating something I'm I'm watching that and then I realized as I was preparing for this episode that I don't actually specifically purchase a book just because it's about food it's it's something I notice in books that I like and something I enjoy reading, but it's not necessarily something that I would pick out. And then, of course, when I look at books that I love, they all have some sort of food element. So so it's I guess it's just because it's something I enjoy, but romance should be first when I'm reading a romance book or teaching a romance book. And then I get curious about all this food
0: that they're eating yeah Jerry is that something that you like look for in a book or is that just something that you think about afterwards like the food part of it
2: yeah like Mina said it's not really like the main thing but it's like a delicious bonus if there's food (laughs) (laughs) on it but yeah but like I do appreciate it when food is incorporated in the romance like Kind of like the language of like another, you know, the way the characters express their love or devotion to another person. And it's kind of, you know, expressed in food. So that's one of the elements that I like about foodie romance. Like you can do a lot with it, but also it doesn't have to be to say anything really like as long as there's food and it's mentioned and I'm like yay I know this (laughs) food or yeah I want to taste this food (laughs) so it's kind of like that for me
0: (laughs) yeah I was thinking about food for the the theme and I was thinking like what about it appeals to me and for me I just think that food is so like relevant to like it connects us to family and friends so much. Like when you think about holidays and traditions are so revolved around food for so many people. And like I was thinking about when I grew up every Saturday for literally my entire life, we would go visit my grandparents and it was my entire extended family. Every Saturday morning it would be donuts at my grandparents' house on Saturday mornings. And, like, people would drive past my grandparents' house and be like, oh, it's, you know, Saturday morning. Like, the garage would be packed with cars. And it wasn't so much the donuts. It was, you know, just the visiting. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think of donuts, and I think of my grandparents.
1: Yeah, And but when you said that, I suddenly, like, imagined uh, what it looked like and what it smelled like. I think mm-hmm. it adds that, like, that dimension of, just making something feel real yeah, yeah
0: absolutely I just think that when I and when I think of books and romance I think of you know people sharing their um, family history and culture with each other and it just makes me I don't know feel warm and fuzzy inside and I love it so much
2: <laughs> yeah like for me like the best of uh, foodie romance is you know when it's like related to not just because it's delicious food, but how it means to, like, it, like, especially if the food, it meant something to the characters. Like, it's part of their culture, it's part of how they relate to their families, and um, I love that aspect of it. And yeah, I don't really look for, for that in yeah. a romance, but it's just, like, when it's there... I'm like, yeah, this is my thing. I like I always forget that I love food in romance, but then when I read it, I'm like, yeah, like I'm totally into this.
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly the thing. I don't think of it until I read it and then I'm like, oh my god, so much food in it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and like I wanna I wanna make it or I wanna order it. And yeah, sometimes I've like I participate in author groups and I love it when authors share recipes from the book. Oh, that <laughs> is yeah. <laughs> like I love that.
0: <laughs> okay, so what book racks did you bring for me today? mean no, how about you go
1: first? Okay, so I I have three that I sort of looked at and then realized that they br- incorporate food into their stories. Um in different ways, and there's three books and by Filipino authors. So the first one, I'll, I'll go by, um, I guess, year published. So okay. the first one is uh, "The Kitchen When It Sizzles" by Christine Fernea. It's indie published, also with the Romance Path. Uh, the second one is "Mango Summer" by Agay Leonera. Oh, I love the- that one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then the third one is Sweet on You by Carla De Guzman, which is this year, uh, released just this year. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I've read the second two. I didn't catch, what was the first one you mentioned?
1: The Kitchen When it's Sizzles.
0: Okay, I have not read that one.
1: So that one is, it's actually not very Filipino food-centric. It's, the story is a its a girl named Olivia, and she wants to be. She's working, she, she just moved into a new place. Uh, she doesn't cook, so she has this kitchen that she doesn't use and she signs up to take uh, cooking lessons. And with, with this renowned female chef who, uh, that everyone grew up watching on TV and for some reason, she cannot do the class and her nephew who's this hot, young, internationally trained chef takes over the class and it's a one-on-one class and uh and they and he teaches her like it's a series of um, meals that he teaches her to make for herself and it's not not necessarily Filipino food but it brings in like all these different places uh in the and real places in Manila where you can buy uh you can buy interesting things or or this market uh, that you can walk to and try interesting foods. So it's that, and and the food aspect there was uh, was Olivia, the main character, finding confidence in making food actually, and and eventually like trying to to not fail at making food that's good, and also sort of being attracted to this guy who was teaching her how to
0: make it so that's fun yeah oh i'm i'm adding that to my tbr for sure
1: same i haven't read that one and the hot stuff yeah
0: and then you mentioned mango summer right that was the second one
1: yes mango summer uh, i
0: loved that one because it i could like picture like the descriptions of the farm i was like i could like picture myself there her descriptions were just amazing
1: yeah so that's her thing. So Aguilinera writes really atmospheric, but also very, like, heavy a bit. So that book, and not just that book, but several of Aguilinera's books, there's a grief backstory for, for the main character. So so that one brought food in in a different way, I think, so it, it wasn't, it's like, Fiona, the main character, is dealing with like a, a bad harvest, right? So she <laughs> she she's running a mango farm and the harvest is not good. It's not the best mangoes that that we associate with, with mango season. And she has to she has to like uh make the best of it and like literally make other things with this bad crop and the uh this this guy who so so it's the best friend's younger brother trope, and so this, so this guy is helping her, and he's the younger brother of her best friend, who's always had a crush on her, like from from a long time ago, and they make good things out of just bad harvest. and I I found that really fascinating, and also I love mangos. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> I was like my mouth was watering the entire time I love fruit and I was just it was just really well done and just uh, I wanted to be there the entire time just her um, it was just very evocative like I could just picture myself there and I wanted to eat all the fruit.
1: <laughs> that was so cool yeah and it's and just imagining imagining what it would look like the farm and uh, the beach. so it's it, it's a totally different setting from, from Kitchen When it It's is which is city, Makati, and like a, a different, more of an international food theme. And then Mango Summer is more rural, farm, like town Fiesta. It's more of that look. So it's, 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 just, it's nice to be able to read those books and experience the food scene in, in two different ways.
0: And the last one you mentioned, oh, it was sweet on you, right? Yeah, Yeah, that had a lot of food. (laughs) Yes, and it was so good. And this is such a, a weird one to fixate on. But she mentioned this like lemonade, and I'm still thinking about it. And I read it a while ago, like I read an arc of it, and I'm still thinking of this lemonade from it.
1: It's such a weird thing to fixate on, but I'm still thinking about it. But there's a lot. There's a lot. I fixated on something totally different, which is uh, so "Sweet on You" is the Christmas romance by Carla de Guzman. So that one is also set not in Manila. It's set in Batangas, uh, where they love their coffee, and and there's like this weird relationship between Batangas and Manila. So <laughs> for the hero being a Manila boy, and and uh, this will this will like this will probably flip through the cracks for for different readers but she uh, mentioned the school that the hero is from and it's this really upscale uh, snob the association with that school is that it's, it's totally like this guy don't trust this guy <laughs> don't trust this boy from Manila who studied in Ateneo so that's the
2: right yeah like that's my school. <laughs> I know that that's my school too. But see, <laughs> yeah, like you recognize, it, recognize yeah. it. immediately I
1: recognized it immediately when you name dropped the school. You know exactly what she means when she says it's yeah. just vanilla boy <laughs> So don't trust him. And and it's a, it's, it's like a uh he, he opens a bakery in in this small strip mall uh in in Batangas but represents something like all this uh, all this manila um, energy that that all that people in Batangas are suspicious of and so there's that but what I fixated on uh, so there's a lot of like baked goods and a lot of coffee but what I fixated on was um, there's a scene where he makes a breakfast of dried fish for her it's tuyo. and and that was such that's I, I fixated on that for a long time uh, because that that stinks like that that uh, when you cook that it yeah. it it will stink up your kitchen your neighbors <laughs> will know that you you cook to your first <laughs> until the next day and it's not something that it's very conspicuous like and it's very it's not pretty uh, but yeah. but for that dish to to be included and he makes it for her and it's it just feels like it's it's like some it's a comfort food that people love but they they don't really it, it's like you choose who you who you make that around <laughs>
2: because you might get judged <laughs> yeah it's not it's not romantic romantic food like it's not something yeah. that you cook for your date but no
1: yeah. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> So I fixated on that choice that, that he would it was almost like they were testing each other and that, that seemed like is this something you would like? And so was like, yeah, I, I, w- I would love that. And then he makes it for <laughs> so I, I thought of that like I I kind of stopped and thought of that for for a long time because I felt I, I feel like even when we even when we write uh, food into our books, we choose we choose to either just look pretty, or we have happy associations with, but not necessarily something like tuyo, which is really like, which is really like a statement.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think like for especially even even like my mom, like she she loves tuyo, but she can't like bring it to her house and cook it because like the neighbors yeah. would always complain because they live in an apartment, so she, when she comes home on vacation, like, that's what she eats all the time, it's, like, because she cannot eat it when she's back in Maui, because you, you can't really cook that, <laughs> and, and not have people knock on your door, and say, hey,
1: what's oh. that smell,
2: <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's, oh, and, and, and people have to deal with this, like, so self consciously, like if you if you pack, like if you travel with it, right? You have to pack yes. it it's way that the scent doesn't. <laughs> doesn't yeah. Exist.
2: Oh, Mina, I have stories <laughs> where like whole luggage like gets be, like gets left behind <laughs> because they would find. Yeah. <laughs> <You have laughs> oh my God, that's too. funny. Yeah, that's really funny because <laughs> it's a personal experience where us too. Like, oh my God. Yeah.
0: Those are amazing recommendations. I have to say, I was going to recommend the uh, the last book, *The Sweet on You*, but I assumed that one of you would recommend that one. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> are there any books of your own, Mina, that you wanted to recommend that have great food in them?
1: Oh, <laughs> well, they all have food, I think, um, to some degree, but. I can probably mention like the the intentional way that I probably use the most is in kiss and try. That's my book with the figure skater. Uh with with the female figure skater and the male hockey player. Oh, I love that book. Thank you. <laughs> so that one there's uh but that one is again, uh so the the male hockey player is Filipino American or dual citizen, so he actually lives in the in the US most of the time. So when he comes to the Philippines, he like Jerry's story about her mom. Uh, he eats <laughs> all the weird stuff that he can't get. When he <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when in the US, or just just the things, not not just the ones that he can't get, but he, it has to be in this very specific place. So so it's uh in there's a scene in my book. And the particular food called cheese 6 is um like popped up pig base bar <laughs> and then and it's crunchy and and it has if, if you love it it's because you had a great version of it in a restaurant that that you really enjoy and not all places will do it the way you like it so so it's that I mean that that's what I And if it's something food-related and really tied to the character,
0: yeah. I love that book because there's this um, that interview that they have to do. uh, Has that part doesn't have anything to do with food, but I just love that joint interview that they do. There's so much tension there. Mm -hmm. That
2: oh yeah, that's a great scene.
0: Yeah, that scene (laughs) just really stuck with me. There, (laughs) it's just so there's so much tension, and I was just like, whoo, it was just really good.
2: Yeah, and okay. I think, like, another book that you have, I don't, it's not, I'm not, I, I don't think it's really intentional, but What Kind of Day is kind of like my oh. Mina Isgara, like, foodie food romance, because, of, like, it, it's not just food, but, like, the whole atmosphere, because oh. they have to, like, Naya is a, um, she takes people on tours, So they go to places in Manila, uh, and Ben is this speechwriter who was just fired, and I would, like, every time, I know, like, political romance right now is like, eh, but, like, if someone asked me, I would always recommend this book, not just for the, like, the the food thing, uh, but, like, everything else
0: that one One the um her passion is traveling right and yeah her hobby is like discovering cool things to see and do right
2: tour yeah and yeah that that aren't usually um like it's like off the beaten path not usually traveled by you know big tours so I love that and I'm like, there's food there. Yeah, I <laughs> definitely kind of, would like that one too. That's, that's one. kind of that's kind of my like my my go to Mina political and foodie book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That's wonderful. laughs> and yeah, I that's
2: used a great recommendation. To,
1: I, I used to be there to like get someone's shirt off. So that's <laughs> that's uh, that's another interesting use of food, I guess. Thank you yeah. for recommending that book
0: okay jerry what other recommendations do you have
2: one of my favorite authors who has really interesting like interesting way of incorporating food into her books is jackie Lau.
1: oh like, yeah she has
2: yeah her series her baldwin village series is basically food on food, <laughs> and I love how sh- she incorporates that into her characters' personalities, like ice cream lover and man versus durian. That's like another food that's like rivals toyo in like messiness. Like you cannot bring that anywhere and not have not have people like look at you weird. Um, but I love uh, these two books in particular because it's so, like, the way she used um, ice cream and, like, this durian as sort of a template for the characters. And she's just so interesting. Like, I, I really like her voice, and she just, like, incorporates really interesting things into her books and her pairings, too, like, her character pairs. Like, it's so dynamic, and I just, like, every time someone asked for like foodie romance I would always like think like Jackie Lau like she writes those books
0: yeah she writes really great foodie romance and the ice cream one I am a big fan of different kinds of ice cream so I was really into that one
2: (laughs) yeah she also did like pie oh yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah and then the pie and then the ice cream and the durian like Oh, my God. Jackie's mind just blows me away. <laughs> Especially the I man versus Durian. Um, have you tried Durian, Melinda?
0: I have not. I read that book, and I really <laughs> wanted to after reading that. <laughs> like,
2: you would, like, it's really brave because the hero, the heroine was, like, compared to, like, a prickly Durian. <laughs> and I'm like, like, to me, like, like, she's a prickly heroine. And, like, yeah, like like a durian. So, (laughs) and I love how she used that, that pair, the pairing to like this sweet cinnamon roll hero and this prickly heroine. And then they have this thing. Um, I just like this whole series is really excellent for me. I would highly recommend it. Like if you haven't read Jackie, Jackie Lau has a lot of books out too, and they're not all about food, but this one in particular is a really great series.
0: She does really good um, mental health rep too. So yeah, yeah, that's a good recommendation.
2: Yeah, and another one is um, like I was, I had, I went through my Goodreads and I have a quite a few books that have food rep on them. But one thing that really stood out to me was A Taste of Heaven by Penny Watson. It's about uh, like older hero and heroine. Uh, She just lost her husband, and her daughters entered her into a competition, and Mm -hmm. there's this grumpy Scottish chef there, and they kind of butted heads at first, until, you know, romance developed. And what I really like about this book is that the older, you know, characters, because I... The 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 heroine is, like, 47, and the hero is 50. And there's just, like, a different dynamic to that compared to, like, you know, younger characters. And this is one of the, like... I really... I also love the way she handled grief because the heroine is still dealing with the death of her husband and the way that food was, like, a big part of her healing... And it's, it's such a nice, really nice book. And I was looking through my Goodreads and I was like, I was actually going back, I went back and reread the book because I kind of remembered like that feeling of like, yeah, th- this one is really great, gives you the warm fuzzies kind of book. I need to add that one then. Yeah, I
1: love those kind of books.
2: Yeah. And I don't really, like... I don't want to
1: read, like, older characters right now. I'm in the mood for that. I'm taking notes of this.
2: I love characters, too. So, definitely. Yeah, Penny Watson, like, writes older characters, like, 50 and 60 years old. Like, because I don't really have a lot of authors that I know yet. Uh, If you have recommendations, I'd love to have them. So, those uh, I would highly recommend also the third one. This is not really like romance, more erotic romance. Uh, but Anne Calhoun has this book. It's a food. Tr- it, it's about a food truck owner. Like uh, the heroine owns a food truck, and the hero is a paramedic. And again, it's about grief. It's very character driven, and the food is also like the center of the like. It's part of the story like the characters dealt with a lot of their emotions and it's expressed through the food. What's the book? Again, Afternoon Delight by Anne Coon? Oh, okay. oh yeah. okay. sounds good. Yeah. She, <laughs> she <laughs> Afternoon Delight, she owns a food truck and this guy who's like always on the go and like deals with a lot of, you know, tension in the job, lots of danger. And then this, food truck owner like this chef who's very like you know very opposite him and they connected through her food it's like it's erotic romance so it's it's very sexy and one of the things that I kind of not into is you know food and you know sexy times because sometimes (laughs) sometimes that gets weird (laughs) but this book just did it really well because the the way that she wrote the characters and the things that they went through. and another thing that I really liked about this book is there's there is HFn, but there's no like marriage or you know, like uh like very overt um declarations of love. It's just like, yeah. Like we're together, and I also like that. Like there's no babies, there's no it didn't end in marriage, it didn't end in babies. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: always a fan of that. So
2: that's yeah, one. that's so, my
0: those are two recommendation. recommendations. Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to recommend "Check Please" by Ngozi Ukazu. It is. A graphic novel that I just read for the hockey square for um, Jen and Danny's Fall into ROM bingo that they did. And this was just a delightful read. It was just so cute. And it's been recommended to me a million times, but I generally don't read a bunch of graphic novels. Mm-hmm. But I needed a hockey square, so I <laughs> finally read it. It was so cute. It was. It's an MM. Um, the hockey captain. He's just kind of closed off and it's just the. Uh, it was just adorable. The um, main character is like a baker, and it's just the cutest book. I highly recommend it. He just bakes and he does like this vlog and it's just so cute the other um hockey players are just super supportive of him when he comes out as uh as gay and they're just like okay it's just super adorable and I highly recommend it um just as it's a like a the end of the first graphic novel It's you would you need both of them to get like a an H E A but it's just super cute I highly recommend it and then the second one I wanted to recommend it's been a while but I have I loved Cream of the Crop by Alice Clayton yeah it's been a while for me and I wish she would write more but the whole Hudson Valley series is it the humor on this one is kind of O T T like over the top.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, I read this series, and I, I I really liked it, too. It's so good.
0: Um, so Natalie is, like, this advertising executive in Manhattan, and she takes on this um, PR for uh, boosting tourism in this small town. And Oscar is this super hot cheese maker. <laughs> There's just so much cheese in this book. I wanted to go to Wisconsin, right that second, and get cheese. Um, but it's there's just so much food in it, and it's just delightful and super funny, and uh, I loved it so much. The humor in it is really good, too. And then uh, As Good As The First Time by K.M. Jackson, When I was thinking about food, I thought of this one actually just this morning when I was thinking about food. It's a second-chance romance. The family relationships are really strong in this one. And it's a small town with a family-run bakery. Olivia had actually just been downsized, and she comes home to help run the bakery because her aunt needs help. And I really liked it because um, it felt really real for a small town. I'm from a small town and it's it's diverse and the relationships are just really good and I really wanted to eat pie and the honey biscuits so much. <laughs> <laughs> like I wanted the honey biscuits. I was so hungry for them after I read it. But it was just really, really good. I loved it a lot. It's a second chance romance. Um, Clayton is a firefighter and it felt like where I'm from. Also, there was a lot of firefighters and it just felt really well done. And I just really wanted the food. <laughs> Honorable mention for this, not really a romance, but the foodie aspect of um, With a Fire on a High by Elizabeth Acevedo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. I don't know if either of you have read her.
1: But not not that particular one. I've read the other. I've read two other other books, but not that.
0: I love her, and I always recommend listening to her books because she does the um the narration, and they're so lyrical and just beautiful. I just love her voice so much. Um, but this one in particular is a lot of foodie in it because the um the narrator she once she's a, a Oh, it's about teen parenting, and Amani's in her senior year of high school and is an aspiring chef who wants to go to culinary school. So there's just so much foodie love in it, and it's just, like I said, it's not really a romance. It's about her getting her you know, own HEA for herself, but I wanted to mention that because Elizabeth Acevedo is just amazing. So those are my recommendations. And since I have you here, Mina, I also need to mention my personal favorite of yours, um, which is Iris after the incident. I thank love you. that book so much.
1: Thank I you. Always,
0: <laughs> I always mention it to everyone, and it's just my personal favorite of yours, and I just love yeah. it
1: so much. No, thank you for. Thank you for liking it and also recommending it because it's like the least the book I talk about the least because it seems like it's not easy to... It's not easy to... It's not an it easy yeah. Way. yeah. Yeah. So I just don't. <laughs> and, uh, yeah.
0: yeah I know it has nothing to do with food, but you're here and I love it so much. <laughs> and it's just really... I just love it. And I think that it's really well done. I like the... I love Iris and it's just... I just love it, and I always recommend it, and I just think it's a, a great book.
2: I love the audiobook for that, too. Like, I've read it, but I I was unscripted, and I saw that on there and listened to the audiobook, and it's really great. Yeah, it's something else in audio, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and the, <laughs> the narrator is really good, too.
0: I listened to it, too, and it was great, yeah. I, yeah,
2: I, 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 I would, like... I would really love to hear more romance class on audio too, um, because I'm <laughs> I'm like listening to a lot of audios now because I'm just so busy during the day that I don't have time to sit down. So it was really great. Um, you have other audios available for your book, right, Mina?
1: Ah, uh, we record. I actually recorded um, uh, the same narrator. For, for Iris After the Incident, Rachel Posture recorded Kiss and Cry. So oh, there okay. is there is one there is one other audiobook uh, for my book. Uh, it just hasn't been released yet. But, but yeah, we definitely want to do more. Um, we're, we're trying to find a way to get that done faster because right now it seems like it's a lot of work to just put mm-hmm. one audiobook out. But we're trying to find a way to make it easier for everyone and. And not just for my books, but for the other romance class authors as well, and that involves like a lot of people really like devoting the time. And it just so happened that our our friends who work in theater are working from home, <laughs> and they can actually, yeah. and a lot of them have started like really setting up their their home studio uh, to to do more voiceovers in the race. And so. So we're kind of trying to make that work so we can have more audiobooks out there.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that takes a lot. I know that audiobooks take a lot, but it's. I personally love a lot of audiobooks, so I would love if there were more of them. (laughs) So selfishly,
1: that would make me very excited. (laughs) Yeah, we would definitely... and, And I love it. I love hearing... Especially, especially when I hear uh, the audiobooks being done, and I hear the accent and I hear Tagalog, and I hear
0: yeah.
1: uh, just the names of the places, it it just feels different. So, it's it's like an added like an added experience. I think that we have not been able to provide because we don't have audio. So we're really working on it. Yeah,
2: I love it.
0: Really, thank you so much for coming on talking about foodie romances and for talking about romance class because like I said I love it and it's just great to have more of them I know that I went to my indie bookstore which is not super close to me but I saw a romance class book in it like in the actual bookstore oh really in Ohio and I was so (laughs) I don't even remember which book it was. I took a picture of it when <laughs> I went. I was so excited and it just made me super happy. And I also do a lot of requesting books at my libraries because it makes me happy to see them. And I always recommend them. And they do buy them every once in a while and it makes me very happy.
1: So uh, I really appreciate like indie bookstores who actually order copies and whoever's in charge of of library acquisitions and in in your library and in all these libraries because yeah we have been getting like we have been getting our books in libraries which is like such a wonderful thing and a little strange because we don't have libraries that way here. So I didn't even realize (laughs) I didn't (laughs) even (laughs) feel something possible and only because the readers were asking for it and then we discovered that this was something that our books, was put, these were places that our books could be at, and yeah, and it's a new experience if we don't have that here. Right, <laughs> no- that's
2: true.
0: <laughs> I just want to get the books in other readers' hands in any way possible, so I love seeing them in, you know, bookstores and libraries, and so, you know, any listeners who are, you know, have that option to recommend to library you know, definitely make it happen. I always post about it on Twitter. So if you follow us a book pod and our personal handle handles, I post about that a lot because I, you know, when I love to make that happen for, you know, our guests and romance class. So definitely, I'll post about that more when the episode drops as well, because I like to see that happen for all of the libraries. So thank you, Mina. And thank you, Jerry and listeners. Make sure you Hashtag, um, hashtag romance class on twitter and do you have anything that you wanted to promote at all besides that
1: mina uh, just there's so much happening um well everywhere but yes please follow romance class on twitter we have an official account now it's at romance class dks. so anything anything happening uh, we do we do videos now on youtube and on twitter so if there's anything new we would we would just read it and you'll find out what we're up to so yes thank you so much thank you so much for having us now thank you for listening
0: to roundbook pod inclusively yours and we will see you online bye we hope you have enjoyed this episode of Rom Book Pod, inclusively yours. If you'd like weekly recommendations for inclusive romance, please take a moment to subscribe. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at RomBookPod. Pod. That's R-O-M-B-K-P-O-D. Thank you for joining us, and until next time, happy
1: reading.